Welcome to Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever's On the Wing Podcast 2020 Rooster Road Trip Preview Edition. You know, we've been doing the podcast for a little bit better than two years. And when I talk to folks either socially distanced virtually or in person at Game Fair, Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic, State Fair, and people say they enjoy the podcast, I always ask what, what episodes jump out. And um, invariably, it is always related back to Rooster Road Trip as uh, one of the most favorite episodes to listen to and um, a favorite time of year for for most of us kicks off now this weekend it kicks off very this is the earliest we've ever done rooster road trip and i'm and i'm talking with andrew vavra the rooster road trip quarterback and uh, logan hinners who was just on one of the most recent episodes again talking with eric peterson they are the uh the the um, the leaders of Rooster Road Trip uh, once again this year. So um, this, this Andrew, you started to say before I cut you off. This is the uh, the f- earliest we've ever done this, right? Yeah, and, and that might be a, a direct result of what we did last year. You know, the, the, the pendulum pendulum always swings pretty hard back the other way. And uh, last year, the theme being uh, late season long tails. We we figured you know, maybe we'll. We'll go a little earlier and, and uh, stack the odds in our, in our favors and have a few more birds around, and we'll see what the crops are like. I'm, I'm guessing there's still a lot of corn and things up, so mm. that might make it a bit more difficult here and there, but uh, I'm certainly looking forward to the forecast. It, it looks pretty nice uh, next week with highs in the, in the 60s, and you know that should be plenty cool enough for our dogs to put on some miles. Hopefully. I mean, it, 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 um, even in the upper 60s, and they're working that heavy grass, you know, it can be hard. Um, mm-hmm. And Logan's shaking. He's got one of those brutes, mm-hmm. the big old yellow lab, right? <laughs> right. And, and, yeah. I mean, even if it's yeah. sunny, there's a difference in when it's 65 degrees and sunny versus 65 degrees and cloudy. Right. Significantly for absolutely. the dog. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. I, I'm hoping the temp goes a little, little lower than what's forecasted, but It'll be nice for us humans walking. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. I guess I guess I'm staying optimistic and, and kind of keeping in the back of my mind that we're, we've all been pretty acclimated to the mm. warm weather hunt so far. I know mm. Bob, you've been on a lot of hunts already this season uh, in September, um, and and my dog's actually been in the field more than me, thanks to my my lovely <laughs> wife uh, going on a couple trips without me, which is which has uh, been fantastic. But you know, when you're trooping around the sand hills or, you know, the grasslands and it's 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. 100 degrees, mm-hmm. and you only have like an hour or so to hunt in the morning, um, 60s sounds about right. Like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am too. I love, well, like a perfect day for me is bluebird, 45 degrees, light breeze. You know, that that to me is perfect. But if it's bluebird, light breeze at 65 and I'm in short sleeves... I'll take that yeah. too, right? We're back in the field. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, you you touched on it and you know one of the th- uh, bits of feedback beyond like Rooster Road Trip episodes being of uh, our listeners' all time favorites. People just love the real time experiences of being on a bird hunting trip. Another piece of feedback I've recently been getting is it, it's time to talk hunting. To you know more hunting, more hunting, more hunting. So. 
I wanted to start this episode, you know, certainly we're going to be um, diving into the preview of Rooster Road Trip, but as you mentioned, uh, Andrew, your dog's already been out in the field a little bit more than you you have. <laughs> let's let's talk about what the, the bird hunting season has held for each of us so far, because we've, uh, you know, whether it's prairie grouse or rough grouse, um, the seasons have been open for better part of a month now. Yep. Uh, Baxter, your fine male uh, French Brittany, has has spent some time in the field. What's what's uh what's happened in front of Baxter's nose? He's uh, been crisscrossing the, the country, uh, which has been fantastic for him. Um, a little backstory on Baxter was I, I adopted him as a two year old, um, so I inherited a lot of potential that we're we're still working on. Um, so he just needs more birds, more miles, more boot leather. Um, and so my wife actually took up bird hunting last season and this year she wanted to take it a, a step further and decided to go, uh, join up with a group of our colleagues actually in, in the Nebraska Sandhills without me, which was kind of soul crushing, but at the same time it was, it was kind of good to, to see her spread her wings, if you will, and, mm-hmm. and just go for it. Um, so he had a, a, a great few days down on the sand hills. It was really hot. That's what I was referencing earlier. Mm-hmm. So they're only getting a, a couple hours each day and then hanging out the reservoir and just keeping the dogs hydrated and cool. Um, but I've been told that apparently he was, he was backing some other points, which we have not hit the level of, pra- <laughs> of like working on backing. So if that's, if that's true, that's, that's fantastic. Um, but then, uh, I, I couldn't let her have all the fun. So uh, I, I joined you and your wife and uh, another friend uh, up in northern Minnesota for our, our grouse opener. And that's kind of become a little mini tradition of just hiking as close to the boundary waters as we possibly can, right? And, yeah. Uh, getting into the, the jungle, if you will. And mm-hmm. it was a jungle. The leaves were, were certainly up for opening weekend. Uh, the, the temps were all right. It was in the 70s. And we moved some birds. We did, yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was telling someone earlier that Every time we got out of the truck, someone fired a shot at that spot. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm not a seasoned pro like you when it comes to, to rough grouse. Um, side note, I basically gave it up when I was running my lap. But now that I have a pointer, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm back in the game. Um, you know, to, to me, that, that felt like a really productive hunt mm-hmm. and a great experience. And on top of that, uh, my wife, Allie, shot her first rough grouse. Yeah. Um, so we, we couldn't have drawn it up in a more perfect way. Uh, so that's been that's been the start to, to my season so far. So Baxter's been putting on miles. I've been putting on a few miles. The wife's happy, and, and now it's my turn to go pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, it, you know, it's early in the season, but uh, Allie shooting her first rough grouse with, with you know, my wife watching and you, it, that'll it, it, no doubt be the high point of my hunting season. And I don't remember if it's on your Instagram or on hers. There's a... There's a lobbying effort for that to be the cover of your uh, Christmas card. Yep, that's that, that, <laughs> that, that's on my uh, Instagram handle, uh, which is AJ Vavra. Um, and so it, it started as a conversation uh, at the at the end of the weekend. We're driving home, and you know I was just so pumped about it, and uh, we got a decent photo of us and, and the dog and the grouse, and I'm like, that's that's got to be our Christmas card. Mm. She goes no way your your aunts would never approve that she's like you need to get like the okay from at least four out of your seven aunts for like to me to even consider it and so i just threw it up on instagram and tagged all of my aunts and being like so what do you think of this idea <laughs> and of course they're they're all into it so i think i have a little momentum that way but uh 
one of my good friends kind of kind of poked me a bit. He's like, "Well, what about your lab bow? What's <laughs> suddenly suddenly you're not a lab guy? Back Baxter manages to be in a photo with the grouse, and you're just turning your back on Bo, who's been on." 10 rooster road trips. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we, we, I know Logan pretty well. I could probably have him do some Photoshop work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm lobbying for that because I took the photo, so I'd like to see it at your Christmas card. But anyway, it was perfect because if for folks that have ever been up to the Boundary Waters area, it's you don't go up to that area to shoot a limited grouse. It's just the, it's not heavily logged, in it, but you do go up there for the beauty. You know, it's unbelievable colors uh even relatively early season it was the first weekend of the minnesota grouse season it was fruity a fruity pebbles forest right every color and where where ally bagged that bird was right next to a great big rock right and it was perfect because you put the dog on the rock it was eye level with with you and ellie who are like giants compared to me and meredith (laughs) 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 Um, but it it was just it made for just a perfect photo and it was a it was a wonderful weekend and um you're you're right i've been i've been doing some bird hunting and i'll talk about that in a little bit but uh, logan is is you're the you're the whitetail expert, at least at headquarters. You shoot the biggest bucks, and I know with bow season underway, September is pretty much bow hunting for you, right? Right. I uh, so we're we're ready to to pack on some miles or put put on miles. Aspen and I, uh, my yellow lab, but yeah, I you know my other passion is bow hunting, um, specifically bow hunting whitetails here in Minnesota. So um, I kind of front load my fall with with a lot of whitetail sits trying to you know I, I i work all summer to to pattern deer and um you know to ultimately try filling my tags so so yeah that's uh yeah that's what i focus on early september and then um we kind of hit this middle of october or october law the the whitetail guys like to refer to it as so it's a perfect time to to kind of hit the uplands with aspen and um, kick off our year so it, it kind of coincides with that pheasant opener here in minnesota well, if we're being honest, um, there was some jockeying going on uh, when it comes to what dates we should or shouldn't go on the road trip. And some of those concerns were specifically due to whitetail season, the rut, and the impending rifle season, which I know you like to avoid. Right. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. Um, I told these guys the rut's off limits. You got to safeguard some personal personal passions and um, traditions, I guess. Uh, work can't get in the way of everything so <laughs> um no and then in, in this office it's it's interesting because it's pretty split you know i'm mm. i'm focused on our minnesota rut and then wisconsin's gun season is a, is a week or two later so it's always kind of a weird time slot there to try figuring out when to schedule things work-wise you're, you're right because <laughs> it, it goes uh normally the first saturday is minnesota firearm season right yep. first saturday in november and then wisconsin's always the saturday before um thanksgiving yep and then michigan um is always november 15th doesn't matter what day of the week it is it was Just always a day off of school for us always the 15th yeah <laughs> it, it was november 15th there was a Wednesday in Escanaba. We had the class. We had class off, and everybody was deer hunting. And 
Uh, let's be honest. Everybody had the week off. Nobody went to school in the <laughs> UP. <laughs> and we all wore Blaze Origin, our swampers and our toques uh, in school anyway. So, uh, I think uh, we've seen some pictures. Yeah, you yeah. have seen some pictures. Uh, at, but, you know, over time, deer hunting what became not as important to me in bird hunting, particularly rough grouse hunting, did become more and more important to me. And, and I've, I have been... I put in a lot of my, I've been on rooster road. Well, I've been on grouse road trips for four straight weekends. Uh, I started, uh, it would have been the second week in November. I was in North Dakota for their Sharpie opener. And uh, I talked with some, (laughs) some local North Dakota residents and they, uh, they, not affectionately referred to me as a blue plater because <laughs> 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 there was it, it was the most um prairie grouse hunters i've ever seen uh this season and it, it you know it goes to what we've all read about and heard about with the the pandemic you know turkey license and uh fishing licenses this spring were up across the country something like 30 or 40 percent well apparently there's a million people that are now prairie grouse hunting, and they were all out in North Dakota for their opener. Uh, and and we, we struggled a little bit on the first day, and then we found the buffalo berries on the second day, and did we find the prairie grouse. I was uh, was there with Matt Kaharski, the chairman of the uh, Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever National Board, who's been on a previous podcast not too far back, and his young um, short hair Libby and my young short hair Gitchy and and um, we we got some good bird dog work that weekend and it was beautiful weather and it was a quick trip we bought that North Dakota like South Dakota sells you licenses in chunks you know five day period for um, I guess five day period is South Dakota seven day period two seven day periods is North Dakota and we used a day and a half <laughs> of a of a half a North Dakota license just because of the pent up anxiousness to get out so we did that and as Andrew mentioned we we ran up uh, to Ely uh, on the edge of the boundary waters uh, for the Minnesota rough grouse opener after that and that was that'll be a high point of the year it was just a really and we have a friend up there who we met through instagram you know the we can bag on social media um all that people want but it's created some great friends and in drummer in the woods if you're listening thanks for showing us around the ely area uh the good neighbor of of ely right the very that's, first good neighbor that's award. that's him and uh I feel like I have to admit this. I mean, I, I met my wife on Instagram too. Did you really? I didn't you know. know that. She uh, she commented on a photo of my lab huh. and she made an aggressive comment about it, looking ready to retrieve some ducks. And I was like, who is this girl talking about <laughs> talking to my bird dog right here? <laughs> and the rest was history. Oh. <laughs> Always got to be on the Christmas card now. Right? <laughs> uh, and, and then after that, uh, I went to... Um, the Grand River National Grasslands in very far northwest South Dakota, also in, sh- in search of sharp tails. And I, I had a long weekend, three-day weekend for that one. <laughs> so I burned a couple of days off of a South Dakota license. And um, they're really, you know, I've heard reports. Uh, normally I go to the, the Fort Pier Grasslands early season, and I've heard reports that there were just tons of hunters there this year bird numbers were excellent for chickens and sharpies but a, a lot of pressure 
uh, Grand River National Grasslands was relatively low pressure. There's just nowhere to stay around there. It's a long ways from anywhere. But uh, uh, my young pup, Gitchy, pointed her first uh, covey of Sharpies, and I hit a scotch double well, um, on the covey rise, took one shot, and uh, two birds fell. <laughs> and then uh, so I had a, had a sh- um, barrel left in the easiest shot, you know, crossing left to right to hit my limit on one cover. <laughs> and I totally, totally biffed it, you know. <laughs> I got two birds down with one shot, and I have the absolute chance for at our first point to shoot a three-bird limit, <laughs> and I completely whipped. Um, Your dog wasn't ready to be done anyway. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she wouldn't know how to retrieve three birds. <laughs> but, and you're right, because like an hour after that, I, I ha- I'm learning that I absolutely have to rotate having Gitchy and, and Esky, which um, I didn't really have to do with Trammel and Esky. I could hunt them both together, and it wasn't um, that big a deal. They'd honor each other, and um, they, they'd point and hold. <laughs> I put Gitchy and Esky in the field together, and, and Meredith and I ref- affectionately referred to them as the Tweedles. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> and um, when I, the first time I tried to hunt them together was the first evening in, in um, Grand River National Grasslands. And I just lost my mind because <laughs> they were just competing with each other. Gitchy ran over the point. It was just absolute chaos. They were running and every direction i had no control over them so the next morning i would started rotating them and gitchy like locked up on this covey and then put her in took esky out and like boom esky was on point in this unbelievably gorgeous ravine with like this butte in the background and she's locked up on point coming up um coming down like this creek ravine and it was fall colors, and I come down, and the, this one big old adult Sharpie flushes, and I swing and drop it, and I'm done. Got my three birds, and walking out of that field, I pulled Esky off three other points. Wow. Um, so I went back to that place yep. the next day. <laughs> but it was just, like you say, you know, I, it, it, my dogs weren't ready to be done on that first rise, and which is good because I had a blast on that particular sequence um but that was a wonderful trip and then last week uh we had our annual uh wisconsin rough grouse camp which we recorded a podcast there i guess it was two years ago with hank shaw hank hank came to grouse camp and that was terrific as well rough grouse numbers (laughs) it's funny there was this we were hunting in a public a county state forest thousands of acres of public land and there was a, a a kennel uh, business there and I want they were training dogs and and I won't say the kennel name but every group that went by uh, every, I mean, in my hunting party every group stopped and talked to this as we were going to our next and the guy that the kennel owners like yeah bird numbers are really down it's not very like he was trying to throw everybody out he said the same thing to three different vehicles yeah bird numbers are really down and we're like he's you know, and first off, like he's out of his mind. There, I mean, the grouse numbers in northern Wisconsin, they're the best I've seen in four years. Like, there's no doubt. And he, 
and, and then we all got the same line. Like, oh, he's totally trying to throw people off of his spot. You're a blue plater, man. <laughs> yeah. Just I know. Stay out of other people's <laughs> honey holes. But the uh, unbelievable. And I, I'll quit talking about all these these early season hunts. But uh, um, we walked into uh, one piece of county property that was separated by a gravel road. <clears throat> and this was the first weekend of October, a full moon. And folks that know Woodcock know that they mig- start migrating this time of year, early October, and they're really heavily migrants uh, around lunar phases in full moon. And we had six people. We broke up three and three on the sides of this gravel road. And in an hour and a half, we proceeded to have over 100 woodcock flushes points and flushes and i just have never seen anything like it it was you could take i mean you can only shoot three woodcock a person um so we were just taking turns getting great points clean shots and it was just it was as fun i mean it i've said it many times woodcock is the most underrated game bird i mean there's there there's so much fun they're just we we cleaned a few of them up and grilled them um, that night and just really simple three minutes hot heat on a Weber grill one minute three on one side one on another with um, Montreal steak seasoning spicy seasoning and it just it's like eating filet mignon and I know people are like he, he's out of his mind woodcock tastes like liver um, I like it it's, it's I, I'm awesome. a duck guy too so I don't know if like I was broken in on enough duck and geese to where to me it's almost mild but I really like it yeah so uh, long-winded, um, while it's opening weekend or opening week for Rooster Road Trip this year, I feel like I'm I'm kind of rounding out into mid-season form. I've got uh, this will be my fifth weekend of bird hunting. Um, so well, we, I, I hope you're eating roll. a balanced diet. You know, you're getting your electrolytes, <laughs> yeah. and your sleep at night. But uh, hopefully, we can keep your positive momentum moving forward. And I sincerely appreciate you figuring out that you're not going to run your dogs together before our trip. (laughs) (laughs) It would be so, it would be entertaining for the viewers to see Gitchy out there. Just, (laughs) you know, (laughs) well, there will be plenty of that with all the dogs involved one way or another. That's that's one of the the beauties in this trip is it's it's not just us. We, we meet up with some people, um, you know, out, out in the country and get introduced to, Old friends, new colleagues, a variety of bird dogs. It's it's just a, a lot of fun, and it's kind of like the traveling circus comes to town. But you know, we're we're all there for a good cause. <laughs> well, okay, so that's a perfect transition. You know, it, it is. So we're Minnesota only, kicking off Monday after the opener. So what's that? I, October the twelfth is opening day of uh, Rooster Road Trip twenty twenty. Give us an overview, preview this year's road trip, Andrew. Well, this year is is unlike any other, um, probably simply due to the fact that we're staying in Minnesota. Um, Knowing that this concept started 11 years ago with us hunting five states in five days, um, this is the exact opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And obviously, um, you know, the current state of affairs in our country and globally is certainly playing into that. Um, The whole theme of Rooster Road Trip this year is uh, responsible recreation. Um, so although the, the main goal has is, is always been to show that, you know, with some ambition and some boot leather, you can go out there and find birds on public ground right. and have a great time doing it. Um, this year, it's a little modified that, yes, that's still the main goal, but it's this can be done responsibly and, you know, within reason to home, right? Like you mm-hmm. can get out there this fall 
And it's pretty easy to practice social distancing when you're following a bird dog in the middle of the field. Right. Um, so that's going to be kind of the new twist. And, um, you know, I have to admit when we were first thinking up, you know, the concept for this year, we were initially going to bring in North Dakota as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily a, a coworker kind of flagged me down when, when she found out that we wanted to go the, the opening week, mm-hmm. she's like, I don't think non-residents can hunt plots grounds or state owned grounds, you know, the, the first week. I was like, are you serious? I didn't see that anywhere. I was digging through, you know, the, the website. She's like, well, maybe it's just the first weekend. I'm like, well, I, I got to figure this out. And she was right. It's the whole first week. So it was kind of, that was the, 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 the push that I needed mm-hmm. to probably feel like, you know what? It's 2020. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to rein this back. We're going to have a smaller group than we traditionally do. Um, we're still going to meet up with people in their backyards. Um, but, you know, the actual core traveling group is going to be half the size that it mm-hmm. was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll put a bit more pressure on, on our dogs, I think. Um, over the years, what we've learned is the more friends we have with dogs, the better it is. Not just because none of us love lining up Civil War style and just hammering out a property. That's not how we hunt. Right. But we do need to be able to rotate our dogs in and out and to let somebody else have a chance to run their fresh dog. You know, well, we'll get you your backs or Aspen, you know lay up for for half the afternoon that makes all the difference when you're hunting hard five days in a row yeah um, so it's it's gonna be a lot of fun this year i can guarantee that that's that's always the number one goal um but in terms of where we're going it's you know southern minnesota then we're stretching to western minnesota and then it's gonna be central minnesota so we're kind of making the the big loop of, of pheasant country over the, the next five days um and I'm really looking forward to it because I do feel like Minnesota is um, one of the more underrated upland states in general, um, which is, I feel like that's kind of more for like a national perspective. Maybe the people here know how good we have it because we do have such a strong membership base in this state. I mean, it's no secret. We were founded here in 1982. This is the core of our membership. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some phenomenal chapters, some amazing volunteers, uh, fantastic colleagues, all throughout the state. Um, so I'm really looking forward to like telling their story in a big way. Um, and that's something that we're not all, we haven't always been able to do in previous years because we're putting on so many miles. Mm. It's almost like just throwing a dart at clusters of public property and hoping we can scratch out a bird. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do have some history at, in some of these areas that we're going to. Um, for me personally, I think they're all going to be fresh, which is surprising. Um, but I think we all have a couple of pins in our GPSs the, of, of places we could probably bail to and find some birds if we get desperate. Right. Um, you know, not that limiting out is our goal, but I definitely want to like showcase our home state in a in a positive way too. Right. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to this year. Logan, Absolutely. you you are shaking your head in in agreement about underratedness of of minnesota yeah no i think andrew is spot on with with a lot of his thoughts and opinions and you know i I would agree with that and i think there's there's a lot of opportunity in this state that maybe a lot of people don't know about and i'm excited to be able to showcase that a lot of the great work that our organization has done kind of wave our own flag if you will you know Mm -hmm. i think that's a great opportunity for us and and kind of as andrew alluded to 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 tell our volunteers um story and the work that they've been doing along with some of the great work our colleagues have been doing. I'm super excited about that. And um, just kind of have a, a home game, if you will. It should be fun. And we can focus kind of on hunting. 
<laughs> which is why we're why we're doing this right get in the field hunt um and hopefully inspire you guys to get out there too and and as you're talking about minnesota and our home state and such a following here i'm looking for a sheet of paper because i right before i hit record on this i was getting some data together for dennis anderson the star tribune who's writing an article about um the upcoming season he wanted to know where our member numbers are in minnesota year on year <clears throat> and the all startlingly positive thing is that september 2020 right now compa- compared to september 19 last year um, and with no banquets in spring of 2020 because of the pandemic or very few before the pandemic our member numbers in minnesota thanks to the wonderful volunteers we have and the following we have in the uh, in this state and specifically our member numbers this year are higher right now than they were a year ago at this time and that's a credit to how much uh, folks here are committed to conservation and the fact that you know we've talked about it on other podcasts uh, when times are good and bird numbers based on the august roadside counts are pretty darn positive when times are good people are energized I've never seen, well, rarely have I ever seen the energy around this season's pheasant opener like right now. You know, as we're recording this, we're just a couple days away from the actual Saturday opener. And I suspect that, uh, you know, by 7 o'clock on some of our favorite public areas in southwest and west central Minnesota, by 7 o'clock, there's going to be cars (laughs) lined up, which, uh, you know... is great on many, uh, you know, people will be bummed out on some levels because of so much pressure and their favorite spots be taken. But it all, it does demonstrate the demand for public lands and also the need for more of them, um, which is why we exist, Uh, create habitat on the ones that we have and make it better. And then in partnership with the DNR and the Fish and Wildlife Service and the Legacy Amendment, creating more. And that's a big part of why we're, you know, um, picking Minnesota as the quarantine edition of Rooster Road Trip this year, right? Like, let's show off our home state and in, in the gems of permanent public habitat that we have out there in the landscape. Absolutely. And I, and I think all those things, you know, equate to more birds and, mm-hmm. that, and that's what people want. So that's, ho- hopefully we can, we can showcase that through a variety of different mediums and, and our trip and um, can inspire you guys to to volunteer and become members and um you know we can put more public land on the landscape uh on the last episode that we did together with eric paulson um i'm sorry uh, eric peterson he mentioned um f8 and be there (laughs) uh explain explain that uh motto and and how you put that to work on rooster road trip yeah so he, he was referencing you know photography the f8 you know shutter stop type thing and and you just got to be be there meaning like you got to be in the field at the spot you know at the time um to kind of capture that and, and be able to tell the story so you know we'll we'll be look this crew will be looking to um not only hunt but but share that story throughout the week share the story of our volunteers and the work they're doing you know the story of our colleagues and and kind of the work they do day in and day out and so i guess that's you know that's my goal as a creative on this trip is to to really try capturing some of that um you know whether that's in the field you know in the hotel parking lot you know there there's a story throughout the entire week that that we'll be trying to capture and deliver and um you know through whether it's 
photos or our um, short videos, um, you know, that's kind of our goal and then to, to just inspire. So, yeah, I, I don't care what type of, of media you're, you're into. I mean, obviously if you're, you know, at home or in your truck listening to this, you're, you're a fan of the podcast. Well, we'll have a daily podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll have a daily, uh, recap photo gallery. We'll have a daily video posted every night. Um, every day we'll start off with at least one blog. Um, like there's just a, a wide variety of, of ways that we're going to be you know, conveying the importance of our, our mission and, and habitat conservation and, and public access and, um, you know, the, the fact that upland hunting is a riot. Mm-hmm. You know, the past few years, you know, it's, we've kind of been wondering, like, where is everybody? Like, like what, what's going on here? And then I think the past two years especially, there's been, like, this kind of growing momentum back in the upland landscape. And this year, I think the roof's going to get mm-hmm. blown off. Um, you know, last year we were, we were joking about the fact that the Merns quail seemed like the, the sexy bird of the year. Everybody Ooh. wanted to go chase the Merns and going through social media this year, it's like everybody was chasing grouse of some type, including sage grouse. Mm-hmm. And if that's any indicator of the number of upland hunters that are going to be you know, chasing what I think is the king of all the upland birds, I'll say it, the pheasant. Um, <laughs> You're outnumbered. You know, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's gonna be a crazy year and it's going to require a little bit of patience for everybody, but think of it as a positive. Mm. Um, I'd much rather have a lot more brothers and sisters with me out in the field Mm -hmm. and people supporting our mission and buying licenses and showing the demand for more public grounds and more habitat work than, you know, for, for this community to just kind of plateau for the rest of existence. This could be the, you know, the big bump that, Mm -hmm. you know, we've been waiting for, for a couple of years in terms of just hunters afield. Cause there's always that, that, mad rush for opening weekend um you know i predominantly hunt public land in minnesota opening day if i'm hunting opening day i'm at a spot by 5 30 to 6 in the morning at the latest like it can get bananas mm-hmm. i expect it to get bananas i'm really curious to see what the first week is like mm-hmm. um we might have to be adjusting our alarm times uh depending on on how that first monday goes and, right. and the crowds we witness and you know what? If if guys beat us to the spots we want to get to, that's that's great. You know, if they're standing there, we'll stop and talk to them. But then we're gonna punch it and try and find <laughs> another spot. Um, so I'm 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 really looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, we we have a cast of characters, um, great personalities, men and women, biologists, um, legends. Um, maybe even a musician along the way that will be joining us uh, throughout the, the Rooster Road Trip in the, the coming week. We're not going to uh, tell you all our secrets. We're going to invite you to follow along. For folks that uh, want to track the progress of Rooster Road Trip, how can they do that, Andrew? Uh, everything will be cataloged pretty neatly on roosterroadtrip.org. Um, however, if you don't already, make sure you're, you're following along at all of our social media channels. Uh, it's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Look us up and, and follow along. Um, I'll be keeping you know, Instagram stories going throughout every day. Um, we'll be posting um, not only the blogs and photo galleries to Facebook, but that's also where we're going to be hosting our, our prize giveaways. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're extremely blessed in having very supportive sponsors, even in what's been a pretty weird year for a, a lot of companies um, that believe in our mission. Um, and so uh, we'll be doing daily giveaways from a variety of sponsors. Um, so 
check back for that because there's some doozies and I have to make a plug for joining as a member through the rooster road trip. We have a special membership opportunity where not only will you get a, a browning knife, um, but you're automatically entered to win a browning Satori white lightning. And now if you've been following along, you might be thinking, man, do they give away that white lightning every year? <laughs> well, well, here's the deal. I get to choose which gun I want to shoot and that's the giveaway. And I love that gun. So that's, I'm extremely biased. And that's the reason why we're, we're, we're pumping the white lightning every year in this membership. <laughs> well, and, and uh, so your, your personal gun, right. Is a Browning Satori. It is. Right. And I have, I have a Browning Synergy and a 725 Browning Satori, 725 28 gauge as well so while we we shoot brownings on the rooster road trip because browning is a wonderful partner and sponsor of the road trip we also own brownings <laughs> personally because they're they are the pinnacle um over under shotguns for the, for the pheasant hunter uh, they just make terrific shotguns at a good price uh as you mentioned so so let's go through some of the the sponsors and some of the stats like a lot of people look at Rooster Road Trip and, and they might just see, well, yeah, it's an interesting promotion highlighting public lands. But this means something very specific financially to the health of the organization as well. Uh, it, this is the 11th Rooster Road Trip. And on average, it generates more than 500 members. It's the number one web dra traffic driver for us, so it helps us sell merchandise. And in sponsorship support, it's in uh, on the magnitude of about $75,000 annually in sponsorship revenue. So in dollars and cents, in a one-week time through the generosity of our corporate partners and folks that are following along, this has a tangible, real bottom line result for the habitat mission of the organization so i want to call out this year's 2020 lineup of sponsors for the rooster road trip apple autos back once again this year uh, they are the truck sponsor providing us with an, a ford f-150 with a topper uh, to keep our, our bird dogs safe they're providing that truck and if you buy a truck during the fourth quarter from apple autos they're going to buy you a Pheasants Forever membership as well. So that's a, a really cool promotion going on with Apple Autos based in Apple Valley, Minnesota. Uh, Roughland Kennels, South Dakota-based kennel, dog kennel company, a national sponsor of the organization, is back again on Rooster Road Trip as an official partner. As uh, mentioned earlier, Browning, the official firearm and apparel provider. Uh, all the hunting clothes. This is the third year we've worn the uh, the new line of uh, Browning's Pheasants Forever hunting apparel. We we kind of had the sneak peek of it uh, the first like three years ago, unveiled it in in broad sense last year, and then uh, we we're all outfitted with that again this year. It's just tremendous stuff. We all, we each have our own favorites. I think hands down, in my opinion, their their rain gear is the best rain gear on the market for the upland bird hunter. So if you don't have a set of rain gear, check out Browning's line of uh, Pheasants Forever apparel and, and, and their rain gear, their Gore-Tex stuff. Garmin. Uh, our, our buddy Rayhan, who used to be the public relations manager, is, is been at Garmin for a couple of years now. He actually was on the Rooster Road trip as a Pheasants Forever employee and 
uh, has driven a, uh, a truck into a ditch and I think got a speeding ticket too. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm recalling correctly, I'm probably not supposed to say that. Sorry, Rayhan, but uh, <laughs> uh, a great guy and and now our rep at uh, Garmin e collars and we will be uh, debuting the world premiere of the Garmin Alpha 200i featuring the the GPS and in-reach satellite communications combo. Uh, Andrew, you got a little sneak peek of that. You've talked with Rayhan a, a bit more than I have. And uh, basic, basically, it's everything that uh, a guy like you going into the boundary waters with a bird dog could ever dream of, right? It's it, it's the perfect unit that I, that I can I can think of right now, if I'm being quite honest. Um we weren't even allowed to talk about it until the sixth. So this is as new as it gets. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to, to see it in, in action um, because just knowing what it's, what's being sold in terms of what it can do, like I'm absolutely jacked. The, the one downside of it, I will say this right now, is if you use the excuse that you're bird hunting to like lose contact with friends or significant others, this isn't going to help you because it's got two-way communication even when, you, even when you don't have cell service. So people will know where you are, and they'll be able to get a hold of you. So just, just know that before looking into this device. Yeah. Uh, I, it, when I read about this for the first time, I thought about the story maybe three years ago, that North Dakota bird hunter who fell into a hole, broke his leg, and had to crawl overnight to the edge of 94 highway 94 and wave somebody down it's brutal and he was like he, he was an older gentleman i want to say he was in his early 70s and he survived it but like boy if he had this technology uh would have saved saved him a little bit of pain uh, another sponsor back with us uh our buddy lance uh at sound gear the official hearing protection at uh, Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever, unveiling another new product. Yeah, uh, that's road that's, trip. That's the Phantom. Um, they've been working on this upcoming product for a long time. Uh, they're just hitting go on it as well, so I'm really excited to see it in action. Uh, it's not only hearing enhancement, it's uh, and hearing protection, but it's now Bluetooth uh, compatible, so it'll, it'll sync to your phone. So it's. It seems like the real deal when it comes to the custom molded uh, hearing protection and enhancement. And we'll also have a couple of the, the instant fits uh, along for the ride for other people to use as well. Because um, I mean, my, my wife's a, a speech language pathologist mm. and she's already calling me out for, for my shooting ear going bad. Um, take it seriously, folks. Yeah. I'm, I'm only 34 and I'm already getting called out. So uh, take your hearing seriously. Yeah, good, good advice. Uh, and uh, as mentioned before, uh, this is the Responsible Recreation Year of Rooster Road Trip. Hashtag Responsible Recreation. Please take the pledge at responsible-recreation.org. They're a partner. And then it wouldn't be a rooster road trip without federal ammunition. Every shot ever taken in 11 years, a rooster road trip has been with a federal ammunition shell. This year, uh, we'll have Prairie Storm, particularly Prairie Storm Steel, loaded into our firearms as we uh, go out and in, in search for that two rooster per person bag limit uh, across Minnesota's public lands. And uh, again, thank you to, to all of those sponsors. Folks listening, please go to roosterroadtrip.org. Check out that membership incentive. 
uh, with the cool cool knife and the chance to win the Browning shotgun that Andrew will be test driving all week. Um, we are, as always, super excited to be kicking off Rooster Road Trip 2020. Public lands, lacing up the boots with our own bird dogs. Some of them are very young. Please forgive forgive <laughs> them. Uh, smile because uh, they'll be having a great time. We'll be having a great time bringing you uh, a wide array of content. Um, what are you looking forward to most on this year's ro- Rooster Road Trip, Logan? Huh? I'll just keep it simple. Just getting back in the field. This will be my first upland hunt, so we're starting it off with a bang, I guess. But you know, I'm I'm excited. It'll be year number eight with with my dog Aspen, and um, you know, just just looking forward to getting back and you know having the season open again. Yeah, Andrew. I need a productive point on rooster <laughs> factor. <laughs> that's that's all I want. If I if I get if I get one solid productive point out of out of him, I'll I'll be pretty jacked because. Uh, the wife and I have been putting in a lot of work. We've seen a lot of progress. As and as someone who's you know the director of marketing for Pheasants Forever, I I want my dog to point at pheasants. <laughs> <laughs> so um, um, fingers crossed, this is the year it all comes together. Well, I, on one level, I'm definitely in tune with that because it, it, it's interesting where we're going to end up in West Central Minnesota. Um, all three of my own personal bird dogs as an adult, you know, prior to my kids, my dogs that I had as a kid, Trammel, Izzy, and Esky all pointed their very first rooster in the very same WPA in West Central Minnesota. Um, So it's conceivable that we end up on the last day, Friday, and Gitchy conceivably could point a, a rooster making it four dogs in a row to point their very first one in the same field. Now, if I'm being honest... Gitchy will have one before then. If I'm being honest, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that Gitchy gets one before. Gitchy turns one on uh, the pheasant opener October 10th this year. So she's she she's still a pup. She's still learning the game. She's got a rough grouse point, a timber doodle point, and a sharpie point under her belt. Um retrieving not so much <laughs> but uh so so i'm definitely anxious to see how gitchy does in the field i mean I, I, anybody that listens to the podcast knows how much i anthropomorphize and love my dogs um so that's a a big part um you know my elder dog uh, esky is six so she's she's prime time and she's already out of the gates having a good season so i'm pretty excited about that and you know Beyond that, <clears throat> the the percent the roadside counts in Minnesota are so I, I'm so jacked about them, and there's so much buzz in the state of Minnesota about the bird numbers. I can't wait to get out there and see it for myself, and to, to just and whether or not we're bagging limits. I mean, that's sort of I think we're all beyond that in a. I mean, we 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 all like to bag limits. That there's success um, in in filling a. a full game bag but you know the and I think folks can sense this the friendship and the camaraderie that we have as a team as a department that comes through in our podcasts that comes through is you know we we bleed and we love pheasants forever and that translates into what we do in the fall and we all own bird I mean this isn't a job for any of us 
This is our lifestyle. This is this is our self identity. You know, Andrew from Pheasants Forever. Logan's the camera shotgun guy that does them both <laughs> at the same. You know, so so there's so much that goes into putting this together and, and getting out in the field and, and sort of enjoying the fruits of the labor and seeing firsthand the the benefits that our biologists put into into this resource and work with landowners to produce on the landscape and our agency partners and our corporate partners. And, and it all sort of comes together in Rooster Road Trip. And it, it tells that story to um, not only the social younger audience, which Rooster Road Trip was conceived to bring this message to, right? I mean, if we date it back to 2010, Rooster Road Trip's origins were... And Andrew said, like, why aren't we on Facebook? <laughs> right? Well, it's that. And then when we were on social media, we got tired of people saying, oh, there's no birds out there. And it's just, we're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're average hunters with, you know, dogs we love, but they're average dogs too. watch us. Right. And there's almost proven a point while also highlighting our, our mission. Right. And it's it's resonated for, you know, a decade plus now with that audience. But then it's also any... You know, you go to state meetings and talk to chapter volunteers, and it doesn't matter what age. They, they love this promotion because it it does connect all the dots, and it's it goes beyond, you know, a Facebook generation. It Everybody can see them. So, and, and, and that's that's another thing we've always tried to, to be very cognizant of. None of us are professional hunters. We're graphic designers. We're PR specialists. We're marketing. You know, I'm not an ambassador for, you know, any pick your your comp, company. I work for Pheasants Forever because I care about this mission in conservation, and I will not claim to be anything beyond an average shot <laughs> with with dogs that uh, sometimes make me look better than I am and sometimes drive me insane, right? Like everybody else, like, yeah, it, you know, my dogs once in a while will be staunch on point and other times will blow up birds like everybody else's. We are Joe and Jane bird hunters. And that's part of the message too. Like anybody can do this. We're not special, and that's the point. Anybody that was willing to put on the time, lace up the boots, be able to identify some quality habitat, um, this is open to you because it's public land, it's your land, it's our land. And if you become a member of Pheasants Forever, you can help us create more of it. So with that, we are going to invite you starting on Monday. October the 12th to follow along Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, roosterroadtrip.org will be uh, almost live all week long podcasts, photo galleries, videos, and please join the organization pheasantsforever.org. Go to roosterroadtrip.org and you can take advantage of the special membership offer for this week. Thank you, folks, to, for listening to this episode of On the Wing Podcast. We will be back on Monday with the first Rooster Road Trip 2020 episode, so stay tuned. I'm Bob Sapier saying, always follow the dog, even Gitchy. Something good will arise. Thanks, folks. <laughs>